So what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Fans. We're talking about fans. <laughs> yeah. Fans, that's right. Hey, people. Hi. <laughs> we have uh, such organized starts. Yeah, always. I'm always clear thinking, organized, no, ready. No, talking about, yeah. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally, totally good. Good job, honey. So, yeah, we're going to talk about fans, how to get them, what to do with them once you have them, <laughs> uh, how to earn them. Fans um, make the world go round. We yeah. probably all worry a little bit too much about fans probably. and also not enough. Yes, they're very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so you're sort of in the process of getting fans right now. Yeah, my fan and base is slowly climbing. So how's that going? It's wonderful. Um, I love it. I feel like I'm in kind of a sweet spot at the moment between, um, like, you know, I don't post my stuff into the void anymore. You know, I'll post something and I can kind of rely on somebody engaging with it which is right. really nice um i put things out there and people are looking at it and i'm like that makes me feel really good mm-hmm. um i also haven't got so wildly popular yet that i can't keep up with people right. who are engaging which is something i really enjoy yeah. um i fear that one day uh, as my fan base grows i'm going to start feeling overwhelmed or i'm not going to get any work done because i'm stuck to social media <laughs> um so i'm kind of enjoying this manageable period where i feel yeah. like i have a personal relationship with my fans and i recognize yeah. the people i'm talking to and yeah. that feels pretty great um so we're right now i'm kind of i like my fan base nice. you guys are awesome hmm. um things are pretty good yeah um you obviously have a much larger fan base than mine uh it's pretty well established you've got a little tribe yeah it's pretty cool yeah your fans are awesome yes yes they are um it's been pretty cool to see because obviously i didn't start with fans yeah. uh which is obvious but a lot of people don't think about that mm. they don't think about the fact that i started with Zero fans. Okay, I probably started with my mother, but she's a good fan. Everyone has. She's our favorite fan. Yeah, still is. <laughs> she will always like my art. She always thought I needed to do happier paintings, though, which I always I thought mean, was funny. I don't think she's, she's like, wrong. She's like, why can't you paint nice things? There are nice things too. She's you don't like, have to paint dark, scary things. Are you okay, honey? <laughs> yes, mother. Just fine. So yes. Uh, uh, but I started with like almost nothing. I started with no fans. Nobody knew who I was. You know, I had to start from scratch, just like everybody does. Mm. And uh, and I think uh, I think there's a lot of valuable lessons to be learned in the stuff you do then, when kind of nobody's watching you. Uh, that can carry on uh, as you get more and more fans. Like honestly, the attitude towards having fans doesn't change from 10 fans to 10,000. It's, <laughs> you're doing the same things and you're trying to do the same things anyway. And you want that same sort of interaction, that same sort of believability, uh, that same sort of truthfulness, really. Um, I think okay. probably one of the most valuable things that I learned early on was just kind of being honest with everybody. Like, this is my honest self. Here's my Here's my work. Here's Here's what I'm putting out there. I'm putting out this personality and just trying to be as honest as possible mm. about it all. Actually, that's kind of interesting. Um, as a little side note before we get too deep into things, yeah. uh, I got some fessing up to do about how, uh, <laughs> how I came across your work. When yes. I, I was when I, this was like six years ago or something. Yeah. Um, you were still pretty young. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was just about 20. Um, maybe. No, I was 19 when I discovered you. A little girl. Um, and when I first came across you, you were young and far too successful for your age. Yes. People didn't like that. Um, I didn't like that. Uh, not because you were successful for your age, but because you crafted an image of arrogance Mm. and I didn't like that. And I liked your work, but I wouldn't say I called myself a fan because I was like, it's no Bradley. I'm not the fan. He's so full of himself. What the hell? Uh, it's actually when you dropped that persona a little bit, probably Mm. as you came, became more, um, comfortable with your position in the industry, as you had more of a proven track record of solid work, you didn't have to kind of browbeat people and tell them that you're a good artist, which, you know, as a new person in the industry, people would be skeptical and hesitant. You kind of had to put that out there heavily. Um, You were too good, too young, and people don't generally deal with that well. So you had to be very aggressive and assertive in your first (laughs) years in the industry. I found that when that eased off and you started writing articles about your journey and, um, you know, about how you like the kind of the real reason behind your art and stuff mm. like that that um completely changed everything i thought about you as an artist and suddenly i went from being someone who was just like oh, no bradley 
yeah. to being someone who was an avid fan. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely interesting to note that honesty plays a big part. Yes. Um, before we go too much, uh, too off on a tangent, maybe yeah. we should discuss what is a fan and what <laughs> what keeps a fan. Why do like why do they keep coming back? Yeah. So um, it can be kind of easy to make fans into numbers these days. Sure. Things like Twitter where, you know, someone follows you and it's just a tick on the counter and it's yeah. like, cool, good, next one. Yes. Um, it's worth noting that they're human beings. <laughs> Most of them. Sometimes. I mean, there's plenty except of bots. The, yeah, except for the bots. <laughs> the bots, bots are definitely not people. It's all right, they inflate my numbers. They make me look good. Exactly. Like, thanks, bots. <laughs> that's, that's all they're there for. <laughs> they make a big difference to me. Yes. <laughs> the bots talk to me. Oh, <laughs> did they talk to you when you didn't have fans? No. <laughs> oh, even the bots didn't talk to you. <laughs> Nobody talked oh, to me. That's sad. Um, so yeah, basically, um, when we are gaining fans, we are kind of recruiting, thinking, breathing people into our weird little bubble that we create, um, which is actually kind of harder than it you would might think. When you look mm. at artists online, you see that most have way more followers than people they are following mm. um, it is easier for um like it's kind of it's difficult to gain a true fan mm. um it's difficult to convince someone that they need you in their life that right. they want more updates from you yeah um and it shouldn't be overlooked as a light-hearted thing when someone is signing up for updates mm. from you it's actually one hell of a compliment yeah uh, it's not your god-given right no. to receive this person's attention. No. Uh, this is someone who has looked at your stuff and said, I want to give my time uh, and possibly more one day mm -hmm. to you, yeah. which is pretty great. Yeah. Our fans are precious. Yeah. They kind of add a whole new level of validity to the work that we're creating. Yeah. Um, they support us. Uh, they don't have to. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, these people are kind of giving up their valuable time and valuable money. Mm. Um, and that's not something we just deserve by default. Mm, no. <laughs> so uh, it can feel like when we're getting started and we're frustrated because we can see that there's all the popular artists find popularity easier to gain and us uncelebrated new artists, yeah. we just don't get the platform to share because no one likes our stuff, no one knows we're there, we're not getting shared. And it's frustrating because it's like, why is that person who's already got like a million followers getting retweeted? <laughs> but, you know... That's just how it is. Yeah. You aren't entitled to that person's retweet any more than anybody else. No. Um, if someone is sharing something, it's usually not because they have a vendetta against you. It's because something about that work stood out to that person enough for them to decide, I need to share this with people. Yeah. I need to spend my time consuming this. This made a difference to me. Right. Um, if we're not getting that, it's usually one of two things. Either A, we haven't put the time into it yet, mm -hmm. or B, we're not making anything that someone feels they can connect to or enough people can connect to. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably going to, I will just keep talking, so I'm going to slow down. I think you like um, talking. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm quiet. I don't talk. Yeah. I'm a well-known introvert. I'm just that's, <laughs> that's you. Uh, yeah, um, I think there's a few things to pick out there. One is when you look at those popular artists, that are out there and they have all these fans and this huge fan base and they get millions of retweets and all that. There is a inherent halo effect to those people, which is why they get more popular. Because once you're popular, it's easier to be popular. The, the best way to be famous is to be famous, <laughs> which is, it's, it's really annoying because there's no easy way to get famous. Mm. There, there isn't. Um, even my small modicum of popularity online was not easy to get. It still took a long time. It took many years and a lot of grinding. But now, if I want to do something else, I'll have a much easier time doing it because I've already done that footwork. And once you do it one time, it's far easier to do it again. Mm. When George Bush started painting, his, his paintings were already immediately popular. They are more famous than any of my paintings will ever be. And I yep. know that. And yep. it's not because he's a good painter. <laughs> but he's really famous. Yeah. So once, once you're already past that point, you can do whatever you want and mm. still be popular at it. You know, any rock star in the world can pick up a paintbrush and start an art career. Seem to remember Britney Spears doing something yep. like that. Britney Spears paints. God uh, damn it, Britney Spears. A, a number of other ones. Sometimes well. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes they paint well, yeah. but for the most part, they get 
greeted with immediate success. Yeah. As soon as they produce enough paintings for a solo show, any yep. gallery will host them, sell their paintings for a lot of yep. money, and collectors will buy their paintings. Yep. Uh, as soon as they start, they don't yeah. have to put in the years and years and decades of work to get that fan base. It's like celebrities who start their own clothing line. Right, exactly. They immediately have success. Mm -hmm. Never, or not necessarily huge success, yep. not necessarily long-lasting success, but they get past the initial hurdles that are sort of put up for people. Mm -hmm. um, so that's an important thing to realize when you see somebody who's already popular getting more popular is that, yes, things do snowball. They snowball significantly. Uh, the first 1,000, say, followers on any platform are the hardest ones to get. Mm. And the fact that a lot of people can just post about it on a different platform and get those 1,000 followers within like two days uh, <laughs> means that they're going to have an easier time everywhere. Yep. So I think that's an important thing to realize is, is there is a significant snowball effect. And those first fans are really hard to get. Uh, I certainly remember that. Um, my first piece that got into Spectrum, um, which I did while I was still a student, because, because I'm me. Oh, honey. <laughs> and this is why I didn't this like is, you. This was when I was full of myself. <laughs> oh, sweetie. Hey, I have reasons. Oh, yeah, we're good. My, classmates, my classmates hated me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not blame them at all. You were very good. Uh, it, it was pretty good. And that first piece, though, I remember posting it on my, uh, my Facebook page. And I went back a number of years later and found it. And I realized that it had only gotten 14 likes. Aww. <laughs> Your first Spectrum piece. Yeah, my first Spectrum piece uh, started to get me my professional career off the ground. It was a very good painting. Uh, I still like it to yep. this day. Uh, 14 likes. Yep. You know, uh, nowadays if I got 14 likes on a finished new painting, I would be kind of bummed out. Yeah, a little bit. you'd probably feel a bit sad about that. Um, so we all kind of start somewhere. We do. And they do start from humble beginnings. Mm. And I think another thing that you pointed out is that's really important is the fact that you don't deserve their time. Uh, you do not deserve anyone's time or attention at all. You, that is all earned. Yeah. Uh, there are so many things out there to look at. There's so many cool things to look mm. at. And you really, really have to be exceptional and put something interesting out there to get people's attention. Yeah. And that's, that is the way it should be. Um, you know, for instance, anyone watching this, I feel blessed that anyone has taken the time oh, out of yeah. their day to watch this. That's why I, I try and go through all the comments and yeah. I'm like, oh, this person watched this, this person yeah. watched this. It's amazing. And took the time to comment as well. Right. And that's, that's something I think is worth kind of outlining for people is that fans sort of make a progression um, and it seems a little bit capitalistic in the end, but uh, <laughs> it starts out with somebody who likes looking at your work. And then they will enjoy following your work. And then they will enjoy sharing and talking mm -hmm. about your work um, and or interacting with you. Interacting with you is going to happen somewhere in here. Yeah. But sharing and talking about your work with other people and then financially supporting it. Mm -hmm. um, that is sort of the kind of ultimate compliment to an artist is I am willing to part with my hard-earned money for what you've made so that it can be a permanent part of my life. Yeah. And that's... That's pretty cool. It's a huge compliment. Yeah, it's, it's, I like your stuff that much, and I like it specifically over everyone else's yeah. stuff. I, I mean, you can buy a million different paintings to put on your wall, yep. and you don't have that much wall space or that much money. <laughs> no. And uh, so it's a, it's a huge thing for somebody to actually be willing to do that. And of course, honor. that's not to say that the other fans are any worse. They're not. No. I don't. It's, there's no value judgment there. No. It's simply that they sort of make this progression as they become more mm -hmm. and more invested in your work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the step right below that of talking and sharing about your work is hugely important. You need those people that are willing to do that. Uh, anytime somebody you know talks about my art or my work or my portfolio or anything online, this show. Uh, I'm always excited because it's like they are a real fan yeah. because they've moved past the point of just enjoying this to the point where they want to share it with somebody else. Because when you start doing that, they take 
sort of some of the credit and blame for that. Mm -hmm. uh, they take responsibility for sharing stuff that's only good. You know, if they shared something and all their friends are like, wow, oh, that looks terrible. Yeah, why what? would you, why would you share <laughs> that? That's you? awful. <laughs> and then they're going to, your friends are going to think you're terrible because you did that. So you, so when someone shares your work, they are actually taking on a little bit of responsibility for the fact that mm. they think it's good. They're taking um, a risk on you. They really are. And it's, it's a pretty significant social risk to, to invest yourself like that. So you've got to make something of real quality. And so when you're talking about your art and your creations and stuff like that, they need to be exceptional, mm. um, which is kind of daunting. It uh, is. It's, as you said, there are millions of beautiful things out there. Mm -hmm. It's... You're a beautiful thing. Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. <laughs> It just like got cut off my thought there. Yeah. Aww. Just turn your brain off. Oh, you do that sometimes. What was I saying? <laughs> There's millions of beautiful things. There especially are. you. Oh, you've got to stop this. This video is not going to be depressed. Uh, so, beautiful things, but it's not enough. This is what I was going to say. It's oh. not enough to just be beautiful. Aww. Sorry. The wealth of choice there is out there with beautiful things. You know, we're kind of getting a bit desensitized to beautiful things. Like we scroll through Facebook and it's like everyone's travel pictures of all the beautiful places in the world. Mm. And we don't stop and look anymore because we've, we've seen it. Mm. We've seen beautiful. Mm. Um, the thing that draws people in is additional. It's not any one element, but there are different things that you can work on that will make a person stop and go, mm. that's cool. Uh, and it's just not enough to be just good at art. Mm. You can't like then be annoyed that people aren't engaging in your work because you you know you you did the time you've got the good artwork you put it out there and it's not receiving a reception and there will be a reason for that and it's either because you haven't really developed a product worth investing your time in or because you just haven't you know like i said the snowball effect it just takes time to get that going you've got to keep putting it out there and you've mm. got to realize that it's going to take time you can't do one good painting and then suddenly have the full fan base you need for a like prolific career yeah. um it will take a certain amount of you know dealing with the fact that not enough people are seeing your work mm -hmm. uh, it does take time um but yeah it's something that if you are finding that you feel you don't have enough fans which is something that a lot of people can kind of worry about because you know they've got bills to pay mm. and it's blim and scary <laughs> and the surest way to get more money is to get more fans yes. so if your work is getting more attention you'll have more people buying merchandise from you you'll have more art directors seeing your work and mm -hmm. contacting you so yeah you know if you're sitting down and you're like i don't have enough fans it's a legitimate thing to feel because sure. fans will help you um, I think that a lot of people then just get frustrated because they don't know how to get more fans. They're like, you know, I'm already doing what I can. I'm already doing the best work I can. I'm already putting it out there. No one's sharing it. You know, I don't know what to do. Right. Um, there are things you can do. Mm. Um, one of the things I do, and I kind of find myself worrying about, you know, why people don't consume my work, yeah. is to kind of really take a step back and think about what work I consume. Right. Um, so I find that I really love following people who are A, making beautiful work, mm -hmm. um, B, putting out helpful work, so something that I can regularly gain from following, mm -hmm. so tutorials or advice or something like that, articles, um, or B, work that I find likable and relatable. So anything mm -hmm. I can see myself in, anything that makes me laugh, mm -hmm. anything I can get addicted to and invested in, mm -hmm. I'll follow that too. Right. Um, so there's these kind of things that you can start doing that is more than just doing cool work because everyone's yeah. doing cool work so yes. many people are doing cool work my yes. lord but it's those things that will set you apart that will make someone stop and go actually i want this in my life yeah um there are things that you can do to kind of build a greater engagement in people um and usually it will require a bit of doing that into the void so um a great example of this is articles and I've recently had someone ask me about, you know, how do I get started writing articles? Um, you want to know? You start by writing articles. Really? We had this conversation. I'm so um, surprised. It's very daunting because you want to put the work out there. And I'm like, I could very quickly see I follow people when they do cool articles, when they can put out advice and interesting points of view. Um, but then I was kind of sitting there and I'm like, well, I'm not that interesting a person. <laughs> like, what do I say? Yeah. I can't say anything that isn't just a rehashed version of what someone else has said. But you're like, do it. Yep. Whatever it is you've got to say, 
just do it. You don't get the fans first. You keep doing the thing out into the void. Um, you will write 10 articles and no one will read. Uh, that's fine. Um, but then at some point, someone's going to read an article and they're going to that's a good one and they'll share it. And then before you know it, suddenly people are finding what you're saying interesting and you kind of generally have no idea what it was that you did that was any different and it sometimes it's just the commitment of keeping at it and then suddenly it looks like you're a professional because you've got 15 articles already um people are starting to share them um so it does require just taking the leap and doing the thing first you can't really wait until you've got the perfect thing to say or you know everyone's sitting there waiting to receive your word Sometimes you've just got to put it out there and earn them that way. You can't okay. put the, is it the horse before the cart. No, wait, no, that's what you're supposed to do. Yes, you should probably do that. Put the horse before the cart. <laughs> don't put the cart before the horse. There we go, that one. Um, there's an order to things. Yes. And uh, if you don't have the content out there, um, you can't expect people to want to engage with it before it exists. Yeah, just to backtrack. Sorry, I, I started talking for a long time again. You, you covered like <laughs> You need to just poke four, You me. covered like four points there. <laughs> Slow down. Uh, yes. So going way back yes. to uh, you need to be different because yes. a lot of people make good art. There's a lot of good art out there. There's in fact these days a lot of great art out there. Um, so to get by just on art quality is really hard to do. Mm. There are a few people that do it that are the greatest digital banners ever. Uh, Craig Mullins can literally update his website and tell no one, <laughs> and everyone will see it. Yeah. And they cool. will love it, because he, he's that good. Nice. He's also that known. Mm. Uh, he's got a name that holds up. So he can do that. I can't just update my website and plan on everyone yeah. seeing all of my new paintings. It's not going to work. So getting by on pure art skill without any personality at all, any like public persona at all, is really hard to do. Um, so you have to do what Seth Godin talks about as the purple cow. Uh, nobody talks about brown cows. Because who would talk about a brown cow? Because mm -hmm. it's brown. But if there's a purple cow, everybody talks about the purple cool. cow. Yeah. Like, whoa, why, why is that cow purple? Um, <laughs> So you have to have something that is worth talking about, something different about you, something different about the way you work, something different about your work itself, the message it tells, the way you present it, something about your brand uh, that is easy to communicate to someone else and is shareable, for lack of a better word, something that is easily spread, uh, something that you see it and you're like, wow, I should tell somebody else about that. Uh, that's a quality to your work that you can start to instill um, that will really get you that attention and fan base that people seem to crave so much. Mm -hmm. um, and that can be as simple as putting out a little bit of your personality. Uh, I think this is something a lot of people fail at is that they have no personality <laughs> online. They are just, you know, just a, a plank robot. of wood yeah. online. That is, they are just dull as anything and they like produce fine paintings but like they have no person i have no idea what they're like as a person and i think it's really sad mm. that people are like oh i have to be professional right like that's what you have to do i have to be like super professional and not say anything bad so i better just be as like business as possible like i'm going into a board meeting every time i go into twitter it's like no, no, you can actually instill some of your personality into how you do yeah. things. You can be personable and professional at the same time. Yes, like you don't have to go off on like racist rants or something like that. That's probably <laughs> yeah. a bad idea. That's not professional. Try, yeah. to, try to avoid doing that one. Yeah. But if you just like, if, I don't know, if you have some esoteric interest in life, if you really like mountain biking you can talk about mountain biking yeah. occasionally. You can talk about, hey, I just went on this thing and still be an artist. You can you can straddle the line between being a pure artist and also having, you know, a life and interest mm. and personality and attitude and and honestly that stuff alone can set you apart. Just the fact that you're a more interesting person online, that your persona is more interesting, can differentiate you. Yeah. Um, for me, like yeah, articles helped me a lot because so many artists out there 
have a lot of great thoughts about art, but they never put them down into words. Mm. So they never bothered to write articles about stuff. And so I took the time and tried to write and wrote a few articles and people responded to that stuff. Um, I started out very early on doing video recordings and talking and narrating them all and doing little tutorial stuff. And I found I really liked teaching. And that was another thing that sort of set me apart early on was I was pretty good at explaining the things that I knew, even though I had just gotten started and was very new uh, professionally to art. Uh, I still had enough that I could teach someone else that uh, people found it really helpful. Uh, people still watch those videos. Uh, God, <laughs> like 10 years old now. Uh, uh, they're still online. Uh, so you can find these things that you are capable of doing, whether it's just being yourself or producing something that other people aren't producing uh, outside of just sitting there with a brush mm. uh, that I think can kind of set you apart. Um, you're sort of doing that now, actually, because uh, now you're, you're not just doing your paintings. You're, yeah. you're writing, you're writing both articles and fiction now. I am, yeah. Um, and also doing these videos. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Now been... you're a YouTube star, oh, right? Yeah. Now I'm famous and I can hey. retire. All right. <laughs> it's great. So I mean, I get to retire too. <laughs> Especially as this is on your channel and it's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> yes, famous. Fame, woo Yeah, so much fame. Uh, yeah, no, it's not quite like that. No? Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been uh, doing a lot of writing lately. Um, which was kind of something I was a bit frightened of doing um, mm. because art was something I always kind of felt I was good at to some degree. Writing, I never really knew. Uh, mm. I did writing in school and I got good grades, but then I got good grade at maths and <laughs> we know how that went. So, um, you know, I, was, I wasn't really sure. I knew I loved creating stories. I knew that when I was painting, generally just painting a subject with no story didn't really speak to me. Mm. Um, I loved thinking about stories behind things. Um, and actually, in a sense, I'm probably a little bit more a storyteller than an artist. And mm. I'm starting to realize this, uh, that art is more my vessel for storytelling. Mm. Uh, it's not my primary reason for doing things. So I, I've had a story idea in my head since I was about 18, I think, that has been it's completely unrecognizable at this point. Um, but it has grown and evolved and morphed and transformed um and I was always kind of just struggling to get on with it because I didn't know what format it should take or if it was any good or um if I'd be able to sell it if I did it um and then I kind of just started um and I'm not sharing it with anyone except you at the moment because uh, you're special cool. uh, <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> um, and even that I'm kind of hesitant about sharing it because I'm sure. still changing it and it's a rough draft that was rough yeah, it's very rough, but uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 raw. Yeah. Um, but I'm having so much fun doing it, and it's injecting a whole new level of life into my work. Mm. Um, suddenly, there's a depth to it that there wasn't before. Um, if ever I find myself slumped with like lack of inspiration, suddenly waiting for the news to strike isn't something I have to do anymore because usually there's something in my story that will excite me enough to want to start doodling it. Mm. Um, and it's given me a whole new direction. Uh, it's given me characters that people can start finding interesting. So um, lately I did a painting of Ava, my mm -hmm. protagonist. Mm -hmm. Little blonde chick. Mm -hmm. I love it a bit. She's way too cute. Am I allowed to say that's really arrogant? I think she's cute. <laughs> and I did her in this kind of, it was just a really basic, it doesn't even have a background. It's just a front on mm. profile of her. Um, She's got a slightly wonky, I've been told, DreamWorks expression. Shoot me, guys. Whatever. Um, and people loved it mm. because it was kind of likable. There mm. was something a bit quirky about her. Mm. Um, it was not my most technically advanced piece. I did not spend the most time on it. Uh, but people liked it because it was a person that they wanted to know more about. They yeah. found it kind of cool. They wanted to hear her story and they wanted to see what her friends were like. Yeah. So now I'm working on the next main character and I'm mm. sort of writing her into the story. Mm. And uh, it's this kind of growing thing that I love with all my heart. I love my characters so much and mm. I really am passionate about them. And that is what draws fans in. Yes. Um, if I just drew a blonde character that I didn't really care about, um, no one would have asked questions. If I'd drawn um, 
places from my story without really thinking about what they were first. Mm. So I just wanted to paint something cool. Mm. People wouldn't care. Yeah. It is that extra extension of my genuine interest and love of the story I'm writing and wanting to depict that and portray the things that excite me. It's contagious. People can tell when something really yeah. enthralls the artist. Um, and it gives people something to follow. Mm. So it's not just a disjointed thing. Like right. it's not just a blonde girl. It's right. Ava and she's got a story and you can follow it here. Uh, it gives people a natural paper trail to follow. Mm. Uh, it gives them something to sink their teeth into. Um, so that's, that's how I've kind of been branching yeah. out and finding my way of drawing fans in with my work. Yeah. It was kind of not enough for me to just paint stuff. Uh, to just create a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think you touched on something really important there of making it infectious, mm. of of making something that people want to be around, they want to be exposed to all the time. And you can even kind of more generalize this and you can think about people that you like being around in your life. Uh, you can think about the sort of person that you'd like to hang out with, the sort of person you'd like to spend time with. And you think about what sort of person that is, and they're probably someone doing very interesting things that can have interesting conversations and have interesting thoughts and ideas and uh, communicate them well, and are probably generally a pretty positive person. Uh, and you think about those things, and that's probably a person all of us would like to spend yeah. time with. I mean, Someone who lifts you up. Right, exactly. Somebody who's adding something to both the people around them as well as the world in a more general sense. And that's, that's a pretty powerful thing. And that exact same principle works online with just the more shallow interaction of getting fans. Mm. Uh, because you want something that people are just going to be drawn to. And if you are just absolutely passionate about your idea, you just cannot wait to get up in the morning and create this stuff. You're super excited about your story. Like, I mean, you barely sleep sometimes because you can't wait up to get up and write again. We like, it makes to, me feel uh, like, super lazy. Oh. <laughs> uh, we wanted to do a video yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, we came to the evening and I was so in my fantasy world that I yeah. couldn't really string a sentence together. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, no, wait, hang on, I'm thinking about my characters. Yeah. I can't, I can't in, do it. You're in a whole other world. <laughs> and, and that's the quality you want to have because people are just going to be drawn to it. Uh, same goes for the positivity. It, like... Oh man, I'd like to write my story, but I'd like to paint, but, and you just come up with like negative excuses every day. Like you're just, you're going to bring people down. It's you're, a you're just gonna bummer. A, yeah, you're just going to be a bummer. You. Yeah. Like that, that friend in the social circles is always, there's yeah. always, there's always a reason or yeah. like a, a bad spin on things. Right. And it's a and train. Like, I'm not saying that like bad things don't happen no. in life. And I'm not saying you can't talk about bad yep. things. In life. And that you have to be positive all the time. No, you don't. <laughs> like bad things can yeah. happen. You can be down occasionally. Bad days. But like being an overall just negative drain will severely affect like even the again shallow thing of just having a fan base mm. like you're gonna have a hard time developing a fan base if you were just a bummer mm. if people just like scroll through twitter and like god i feel depressed yeah, now oh, it's, it's, like, yeah. wow just, <laughs> that was a miserable experience yeah, <laughs> they're not making anything and just complaining about it it's yeah. like god yeah so i think even just being positive yeah. and being excited and passionate about this stuff and you don't Again, it doesn't have to be a 100% thing, but if in general you're that sort of person, you have that sort of outlook, people are going to have no choice but to like be excited and follow yeah. you. I mean, I've, I've seen in some kind of extreme cases, I've seen people kind of complain about their existing fans. Mm -hmm. um, it can kind of come in many forms. It can kind of be that I don't have enough fans. Mm -hmm. My fans don't spend enough money on me. Sure. Uh, my fans don't comment on things in the right way. You know, right. My, my comment, uh, they're not saying the right things I right. want to hear. Um, my fans should appreciate my work yeah. more. Um, and I just think that's a terrible way to treat these yeah. people who were kind of going out of their way to, yeah. you know, like we said earlier, that is not your yeah. entitlement. That is something that someone has done as a favor to you. Um, and to kind of ask for people to appreciate your work more, it's like, um, I was kind of thinking about this the other day. I was like, this is a good analogy. I was talking to my friend and we came up with this analogy um, of like walking down the street and someone is flogging a good cause um, and you walk by uh, whatever 
if that person starts yelling at you that you, how dare you walk past this? This was a good cause. You're a terrible person. <laughs> that person's not going to come back and go, I agree, that was a really good cause. Here's my money. They're yes. going to run. And they're going to be like, that was an awful, like, yeah. what just happened? Yeah. Um, these people who are stopping and looking at your work are doing a good thing. They're yeah. consuming your work and they're supporting you. Yes. Um, browbeating them for not, you know, supporting you more. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. That is not the way no. to convince somebody to no. be more of a fan. No, it's a good way to make your existing fans feel really terrible and yeah. awkward about commenting on things in case they don't comment on it right. Yeah, um, you you can't you can't negotiate people's interest in you and your work. Like that isn't that is something you have to earn. You can't just you should be a bigger fan of my work. You should buy more of my stuff. So do that. I have bills to pay. Yeah. Don't you like, understand? <laughs> I'm going to be selfish and talk about myself, and then you're going to give me money because I deserve it. No, you don't deserve anything. Yeah. Like you, you earn that attention. You earn those shares. Yeah. You earn that money. Um, they are people just like you. Yeah. They really are. Except for the bots. Those except for those. those. They're not people, They're not guys. People. Important distinction. They're not people. Not the bots. They're not actually They don't fans. share anything. <laughs> they really don't like your work. No. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, if you really are struggling, feeling like people don't appreciate your work enough, that, you know, you're pulling out all the stops and it's just not working, it's worth reevaluating your approach. Because mm. if people aren't interested, you've, I said it before, either A, not been doing it long enough, or B, you're doing something wrong. Mm. Um, or not, it can be that you're not doing something wrong, you're just not doing enough. Mm. That, as you said, you're tun tunnel visioning in one type of thing, you know, I'm really focusing on getting really good art. Yeah. But there's nothing else to latch on to. So it could be worth sitting down and thinking about, you know, what kind of work can I be doing that will interest people? What will people want to consume? What do I see in other people's work that really gets me excited? And how can I put that into my own work? Um, how can I make people really want to stay around? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, people also make this mistake. Another really big one I see all the time is people don't show their work to the right people. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, is, this is a big one. Uh, the art community especially gets really, really incestuous. And I'm assuming all other creative fields are just like that. <laughs> like, they get really, really incestuous with showing more art to more artists and just going around in circles constantly. And not realizing that you need to get fans out of the art circles yes. you need you need to break out of that to actual fans other uh, artists are not your target audience no, colleagues if, should not be if, your target audience yeah if your entire fan base is other artists you're not doing it right <laughs> uh if if all you're doing if all the art community is doing is just sharing money between us uh, there's no money coming in. No, it's that, never going to grow. That is, that is a closed <laughs> system. It does not work. No. Uh, that is not how money works. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to find fans outside of that world. And that's how you really grow a fan base. Um, so for me, like Reddit was huge mm. for me, uh, both for the sort of more fantasy fans as well as the, obviously, the magic community. Magic community was huge for me. Yeah. Um, because it was super easy all I did was talk to them, be like a normal person, uh, because no other artists were really engaging with that community. Yep. They, they were a bunch of fan players, but they didn't have any interaction with the art side of it. They mm. knew the art. They liked the art. They even liked some of the artists, but there was never any back and forth there. They, they never had a chance to actually talk with an artist. Yeah. Uh, so I just hopped on there, showed some of my art, and would respond to people. And... That's it. That's my brilliant mark. That was my brilliant marketing yeah. strategy, and it, and it worked out great. Yeah. And it was it was fantastic for both sides of that exchange. Yeah, uh, they they get to see a whole new side of the whole art magic thing that they love, and I get to enjoy the fact mm. that I have thousands more fans because of that. Yeah, you recently managed to get me into Reddit. Yes, uh, I've been scared of Reddit for a long time because for good reason. I mean, it is a it's a frightening place. <laughs> it is. It is terrifying. <laughs> there be trolls. Yes. Um. I yeah. When I was like, I think eighteen, I had a go at it mm -hmm. uh, and got ripped 
oh, part. Yes. And I was not emotionally mature enough to deal with that. I was right. like devastated. Yeah. I argued with people. Not I, a good idea. I was, don't, yep, don't, don't engage. Do not engage, ever. <laughs> um, and I really took it hard and I just deleted my account and never bothered with it again. Yeah. So it was quite daunting getting back. So I have just over a thousand followers on Twitter. I have maybe like 10 on ArtStation. Uh, you know, I'm not that well known in the art community. Uh, I went onto Reddit and we posted, between the two of us, we posted a couple of pieces of my art and the like reception was phenomenal. <laughs> I was completely floored. I couldn't believe it. Um, I thought that someone like me who's only got like a thousand followers, um, you know, it's never, no one's gonna care. <laughs> uh, but my Lord, people were just wonderful. Everyone was lovely. We'll get onto that. Not everyone. We'll get onto that. But the overwhelming majority were just wonderful. Everyone wanted to know more about me, more about my art. They wanted to know about the world I was creating. Um, I had tens of thousands in the end, like up of upvotes. Um, and I had people asking me. I've had more requests for commissions than I've ever had in my whole life combined mm -hmm. before Reddit. This is, in, this is two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I've had so many requests for commissions. I've had, I've had art directors and like stuff contact me through it. I've had uh, people, fans, asking where they can buy my prints. <laughs> uh, and when I told them that you know I can't actually set up a print store legally yet, I had them saying, well, please, can you contact me when it goes live? And I'm like, you know, it won't be until the back end of the year. And they're like, that's fine, that's fine, let me know. <laughs> These people were yeah. not only willing to throw money at me now, but they were willing to wait to throw money yeah. at me. These were people who were that engaged in what I was doing. Uh, yeah. And that is, that's a fan. <laughs> yeah. That's a real fan. Uh, someone who is really into what you're doing. Um, and that has been wonderful for me. Uh, I've got so many new fans who want to know about my world and mm. know about me. And it feels great. It feels great to have broken out of just one kind of echo chamber yeah. and start branching out and yeah. It's wonderful. And, and people are craving this sort of stuff. As much as people like to think that like the world is oversaturated with content and there's too much to look at and there's no room for another person, uh, they really are craving good stuff that they can connect with. Yeah. Um, whatever that happens to be, uh, they, want, they want that. Uh, like Online communities are 99% people that will only read it. <laughs> that will not, never even comment. We'll yep. just read. And then, you know, of that 1%, probably 99% of them will only just comment on things. Mm. And then that little 1% of 1% are people that are actually contributing something original to that community. Mm. So it's a very small percentage. So mm. you are exceptional just for the fact that you're going on there and contributing something original. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's super powerful. Um, I've got a friend, Miles uh, Johnson, who post on the you know Reddit all the time his both drawings and paintings and has had He's so good huge <laughs> success yeah huge That's wonderful. and he was relatively unknown for a long time and posted on Reddit regularly and just gets massive reception yeah yeah and it's it's just incredible to see and yeah he could just keep sharing that to artists and a lot of artists would be like wow it's really good man mm. or he could post it on there and get you know hundreds of thousands of people looking at it. It's amazing. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's a really powerful thing. I don't think there's ever been an easier time to have this sort of access yeah. to just massive swarms of people. You just have to put it in the right place. Yeah. That's the thing is uh, we have a tendency to look in the wrong places for it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're thinking like artists and we should be thinking like fans. Yes. Um, if I was a fantasy fan who wanted to read fantasy and get hooked on a fantasy world. I wouldn't go to ArtStation. No. I would go to Reddit, or yeah. I'd start looking at fantasy forums. Yep. Um, I would start looking at Goodreads and review sites. Yeah. And I wouldn't go to Twitter or ArtStation no. or DeviantArt because yeah. they're just saturated with artists. Yeah. People don't know that they're looking for artists. They're looking for a thing, a product. Yeah. Um, as a fan, you're not going to go to the people, the, um, it's like going to LinkedIn if yeah. you're trying to buy, like looking for a clothing designer on LinkedIn when you want to buy a new dress. Right. It's just way up there that most people don't really think that far up the hierarchy. Sure. Um, and people are going to want to be finding a good hub for them to like look for these interests. Yeah. Um, I, I think you mentioned something good, that they're not looking for artists mm -mm. because they're not 
They're looking for what you're making. Yeah. And so many artists forget that because they're so focused on making the art mm. and they get really wrapped up in the art and making it better. And that's great, but that's not how to get a fan or a customer mm. at all. The, they don't care about the art that much. Uh, that's the weird thing about fans <laughs> is most fans don't actually care about your art. No. They, they care about what you're making. Yep. And that's, that's a great thing. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of an annoying thing occasionally because <laughs> you're like, well, I work so hard on this. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of boring. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's a great thing because they really, really want to care about what you're making mm. if what you're making is very cool. And that's it. They, and they don't know that they're looking for something cool. Nobody just hops on the internet. You know something what I'm going to find? Cool. We're just going <laughs> to find something cool yeah. <laughs> that somebody is making. Yeah. Like nobody does that. But if they stumble across something that you're making and is super awesome, they'll be like, whoa, I got to I gotta see some more of this stuff. And when they buy art, they're not looking for art for the most part. It's very rare that yep. somebody actually wants to put art on their walls. Mm. They want to put something cool mm. that is art. Yeah. Exactly. They they wanted a cool product, and the fact that that's a an art thing is like yeah okay well yeah, it's yeah fine. it looks that, cool yeah whatever it's yeah. it's cool whatever it is yeah. you know they might have bought a three cool D model they might have bought a book they might yeah. have the fact it's a piece of art is like yeah okay well that's that's fine yeah. that's not their priority. Yeah. Uh, it's also kind of as you were saying there about um, they don't really care how good things are sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's very true. This is why I think as artists we tend to. We can be a bit bitter when we see someone who is not as good as us. And we know that objectively. We're like, right, that person's not as skilled as me. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting more attention. And that can feel like a, it can feel unfair. But it's, it's not. It's because that person has done something different. It mm -hmm. would be because, um, it could be as something as simple as they're doing it in a fashionable style, mm -hmm. which is like, okay, well, that's fine. They're producing essentially a product. It's like buying into a line of things. They're mm -hmm. like, but I mean that tends to be kind of rare but that can be a thing that's there's just like a cool design that they yeah. like uh, it could be that you know they they have a really likeable character and they're not very good at drawing the likeable character but that's got charisma and so people love it and they'll aggressively follow it even if it's not that technically advanced yeah. uh, the skill side of things is really good um, when you are working for clients and you are you know trying to um, establish a presence being as good as you can be helps but it doesn't necessarily guarantee you sales of things yeah. doesn't guarantee you fans there's a whole other side of kind of marketability and making a product yeah. uh, the two are not connected I mean they're connected but not joined to the hip yeah. um, just because you're a good artist doesn't mean you're a good businessman no. uh, in fact quite often a long way away from that I would say most are yeah. pretty bad um, there's something else I want to talk about as well, which is um, dealing with people who genuinely don't like your work. <laughs> so there's, <laughs> you know, we're talking we're about be here a while. yeah, we're talking about fans and people who do like your work and how to get that. Mm -hmm. There is a flip side of things where people full blown attack your work or tell you that you're a useless human being and right. that you know go and crawl off the internet and die. Oh, yes. That happens. Yes. Um, and for all of the wonderful experience I had on Reddit. I had so many people tell me they hated me. Yep. I had people uh, linking, they went onto my social media profiles, found pictures of me and linked them from mm -hmm. underneath my artwork. Um, I've had people accuse me of ripping off DreamWorks, yep. The Witcher, yep. Game of Thrones. Um, I've had people saying I was copying Scarlett Johansson. I had people saying I was copying uh, plenty of people I've never even heard of. Uh, Dodger, who's like a uh, gaming personality. Mm. Most of these people I had to look up. Um, I was kind of going through it going, okay, 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 fine. Um, plenty of people just kind of extended that as a, that's cool, that looks like so-and-so, which is fine. But there was a lot of people who were actively like, um, so saying about my character, saying things like, um, what's wrong with her? Um, she's, yeah. she's got a lazy eye. Uh, um, her boobs weren't big enough, her boobs were too big. Um, you only got onto the front page because you have a famous husband. You only got onto the front page because you painted a girl with boobs. Um, I had all sorts of vitriol, uh, and I noticed a clear correlation with the more popular it got, the more vitriol it received. Yeah. So when, uh, when it was unheard of, when it was just like 10 upvotes, yeah. it was 100% upvoted. 
I was receiving lovely comments. Mm -hmm. It got to 100 and that was still pretty true. Um, it got to 1,000 and the first kind of this is crap came in. Um, and then as it got more and more popular, as much as the, there was probably about 90, 95% positive comments, the more attention it received, the more people felt the need to crawl out of the woodwork and tell me what an awful human being I was, how oh, I was yes. destined to fail for the rest of my life. Um, unoriginal, talentless, terrible, riding your coattails, go and jump in a fire. Yep. And, um, <laughs> it was quite the spectacular decline from, you know, having all these wonderful people telling me how good I was doing to suddenly get off the internet and I'm like right. whoa okay yeah. um, I think that is just a fact of life sadly it unfortunately is just we, the more popular something gets or someone gets uh, the more they're going to deal with that stuff and for the most part I just try to avoid it yeah. I have I have looked and seen many different solutions mm -hmm. for what to do with it. And I can honestly say that the best solution I have found in all my experience, which I've had <laughs> more than enough, uh, is just to ignore it as much mm -hmm. as possible. Um, I know there are hundreds of 4chan threads about me that are nothing but saying awful it's things about me. Uh, I somewhat regularly get messages saying that I should kill myself. Wow. Uh, actually, yeah, uh, I get, you know, occasional know death that. threats. That's awful. Uh, yeah, this is, this is, uh, yeah, I've, I've talked sad. to some of my friends and they say that you, you know you're popular when you get your first death threats. Oh, God. That, that's, that's the line Stop right sending there. my husband death threats, people. Now I'm going to get like three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to get one too. Yeah, that's how that's going to work. <laughs> Uh, so honestly, the, the best solution I have, the, the healthiest solution I have is just to ignore it, uh, just to move on with your life and realize, yes, consciously, most people actually like your work. Yeah. If you're getting response to your work, most people actually like it. It's the vocal the, minority. <laughs> yes. Which it really, really sucks. Mm. And I know it does because I have dealt with it. Mm. But <clears throat> you just you just move on with it. Yeah. And one of my great weaknesses is that I'm a people pleaser. Um, mm. One of my biggest priorities in life is to be liked by as many people as I possibly can. Mm. Um, it's kind of a lame thing, but you get what you get. Um, and I really take it to heart trying to be as likable a person as I can, trying to be nice to people, right. trying not to offend anyone. The fact I was brought up perfect little British girl doesn't help me very much because I'm just like impeccable manners and <laughs> don't want to offend anybody. Um, and so it could be really tough when I started receiving all this hate mail. Um, the temptation was obviously to take that really to heart and it's hard mm. not to because then you start looking at your piece of art and I'm like, maybe there is something wrong with her lips and does she have a lazy eye and should I go and dump in the trash fire? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but also just kind of appreciating that um, that's just a kind of statistics thing mm. that as something grows, uh, humans are too variable. You cannot please everyone yeah. there are people out there who hate mother Teresa, for christ's sake like mm -hmm. what is there to hate but yeah. you know there will be a long line of people who yes. have something passionately against her yes. um you cannot please everyone um and so when you start receiving stuff like that where people seem to take it upon themselves to start ripping you apart or giving their two cents which just really wasn't invited um the best thing you can do as you say is either ignore it um or what worked quite well with me because um because i'm trying to engage as many people as I can and not come across aloof or anything like that because I'm obsessed with likability and oh my god please don't hate me <laughs> um, I still try to engage with as many people as I can and people are putting spiteful things um, I found the best way was to for me at least was to kind of be nice to them <laughs> and the amount of people who retracted what they said after I was just kind of nice mm -hmm. um, so people told me you know I'd done a terrible job on the anatomy or something and I sent a message saying oh okay can you let me know where you think that was um I might have missed it and they kind of go oh well it's only minor um it was just this bit here maybe you could you know work on that but it was really mm. good overall just don't mm. take you know just a little thing mm. uh and you find that um people feel safe in numbers they see other people trashing things down and that other people have said things and they get to get behind the keyboard and they get to bash out a little bit of abuse yeah. and then feel good about themselves they forget that that's going to a real person like them and sometimes just being human and engaging it and saying oh okay well why'd you say that makes yeah. them go Oh, uh, well, sorry, I didn't really mean it. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, usually when people are posting horrible negative 
uh, feedback, it's not aimed at you. <laughs> it's right. aimed at a theory or right. popularity and um, something. So I received a lot of uh, negative comments about my character's expression, which on the whole was very loved. She had this kind of quirky, half kind of smile, raised eyebrow type thing. Um, and I had so many people saying, oh my God, I love her expression. It's wonderful. You totally nailed it. It's so charismatic. I also had a lot of people saying, you total phony, you absolute rip-off, that's DreamWorks. DreamWorks, it didn't work for DreamWorks, why do you think it works for you? Um, and so there's two things to be taken from that. Uh, firstly, when I kind of spoke to these people about why they said it looked like DreamWorks, they very quickly said, actually, it's not that bad, don't worry about it. Uh, the other thing is, you can't please everyone. No. Someone's, oh my God, she's perfect and absolutely adorable and I want her as my friend, is someone else's, oh God, she's disgusting and fake and I can't stand it, burn yeah. it. Um, that is just, you can't control it. You can't make something right. You can yeah. only make something you. Um, right. There is no right answer for how you create things. Yeah. You've just got to do what feels right to you. And the truth is, even having heard all these like remarks about how DreamWorks my character's face was, I wouldn't change it. No. I don't want to change it. That's her face. Right. If you guys don't like it, don't look at it. Like, <laughs> I think she's cute and I think she's exactly what I was trying to do. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Um, what you should be focusing on rather than pleasing everyone is pleasing the ones who do care. Right. Uh, your actual fans. Um, there was a... Sorry, do you want to add anything before I go off on that time? I mean, I, I could talk sometimes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting quite passionate about this one, guys. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I, think, uh, I think the very nature of having fans means you'll have people that don't like your work. The, the, the nature of attracting someone and making a fan means that you will also push people away. I don't think you can have fans without pushing people away. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think if you are just vanilla and bland and gray and middle of the road, you're probably not going to get many fans. Uh, if you are distinct in, in any way in what you're making... Uh, if you are basically have an opinion with your art in any direction, then you're going to alienate some people and you're going to make some people hate it. <laughs> and that's fine. And if you have any personality as a human being, you're going to alienate some people mm -hmm. and you're going to make some people just dislike everything about you. Yep. And that is also fine. I think it just comes with the territory yep. and it's important to remember uh, especially in the hard times when you're getting the terrible messages and critiques <laughs> and all that yeah. other stuff, that you you do have those fans and that's why you're doing it. They're the reason you're in it. Yeah. And, you know, that is the most important thing, that you stay true to those fans who do like your stuff and do hear your message and have heard your unique, strong opinion on whatever. It doesn't have to be an actual physical opinion. It could be your work, whatever right. the statement your work is making. And they haven't run from it. And they're the people you want to keep kind of on your side. Yeah. You want to keep making stuff for them. Um, there was an audio book I listened to recently, which I cannot remember the name of, but it's that short little one. Um, oh, uh, Anything You Want. Anything You Want. By uh, Derek Sivers. It's a really good book. Um, really short and really manageable, mm -hmm. uh, but just full of good advice. And one of the things that stood out to me was how, uh, you know, he, he had this company... Um, and it was wildly successful, way more successful than he wanted it to be, actually. Um, and everyone was kind of obsessed with scaling it up and making it more marketable and stuff. And he had these big kind of companies coming in and trying to sell things and take part of the company. And um, he was declining business opportunities. Uh, and people thought he was absolutely mad. They were like, well, this, this is what everyone wants. Everyone wants more money and bigger company and stuff. Why don't you? And he's, you know, they're going, you could get, you could triple your fans if you had something like this. And he's like, well, I don't want to. <laughs> I want my small fan base to be very, very happy. They are here for this reason. If I start selling out and whatnot, then they're not going to be happy. It's, mm. I'm sacrificing the thing that makes me me. Yeah. Um, and that was quite a powerful message that, you know, it's fine if you tread on people's toes and upset people and stuff. You just, as long as you are, you know, making the people that you really care about happy, uh, the people that do enjoy your work and receive it in the way you hoped it would be received, 
they're the ones that you should be paying attention to. If you've got like a, a fantasy series that you're really enjoying making and it's, it's got 500 followers who are like avid fans of it uh, and you see an opportunity to take on a different project that's going to gain you 5,000 fans, um, you know, that's fine. You might make more money that way. But those 500 people that, you know, they're there for you. <laughs> they're your fans. They like what you do. Um, mm. They are kind of what makes it worthwhile, I think. Mm. Um, it's not always necessarily about just growing the numbers. It's about yeah. making those people that are into what you do there for the kind of, you know, there's value in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I think. I actually wrote down a list because I knew that we'd kind of oh, did you? chatter on this. I'm going to um, make sure. It might be all. Yeah. Might have covered everything. Is that everything? Um, well, maybe one more thing. Oh. Um, how do we cope without them? So we've kind of talked about fans and enemies and earning fans and what makes a fan. Um, how would you suggest coping through the time where you just feel that your work isn't being heard? How do you get through those periods where no one is seeing your work? I think, it, I think it's the perfect opportunity to start developing a habit that I think everyone with a fan base should still have. Uh, speaking of someone who developed one and realizing I needed to do this earlier on, and that is putting the value of work on yourself, putting the, um, the sense of fulfillment in yourself rather than external sources. We talked about this before, but the more I'm focused on making art for myself, making the things I like to do and not really caring that much if anyone else does, mm. the better the work tends to be. Uh, the more powerful it is, the more personal it is, the just and the more enjoyment I get out of it. Uh, if I'm focused on other people when I make something, I tend to make worse things. Mm. Uh, if I'm focused on myself and what I want to do and what I want to get out of it, uh, I'm going to make way better paintings. Yeah. And I think that's it's a hard thing to do because I know what it's like to make a good painting and share it to almost no one. Yeah. I, I know exactly what that's like. And it's not super fun. Uh, part of the nature of making stuff is that most people who make stuff like to show it off. Uh, if you don't like showing it off, you're a bit of an anomaly in that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> most people like to be proud of what they've done and want to show it off, want to share it. We start with this as a kids when we show our mom a little crayon drawing. Mm. We, we want to show off what we've made. We, we're proud of it. Uh, you know, we take something to school and we're like, hey, I made this. Like, that's cool. We get up in front of classes and art and show like, hey, I made this drawing and I'm proud of it. And I think that's a, that's a great quality to it. So... I think it's almost intrinsic to art that sharing is part of it, uh, which is why I don't think there's anything cheap or disingenuous about talking about building a fan base yeah. with art, because I think that's something people would probably bring up of like, oh, you should just do art for art's sake. Anyone Stop who, setting out, man. Yeah, anyone who cares about <laughs> fans is just not a real artist. Starving artist. It's like, no, I think it is absolutely part of art yeah. and part of making that you want to share it with other people. Sure. And that's that's fine. You're, you're supposed to take pride in it. But, yeah, as much as you can, tying your happiness to internal things of, of making it just part of your own satisfaction with making the art. Worked pretty well with me, too. I probably had, um, or I don't know if I've had more of a struggle with it than you, or just that my struggle is more recent than yours. Um, but I obviously am struggling with the fact that... Um, you know, I'm, I'm writing a story that I am deeply passionate about. Uh, and if I finish writing it tomorrow, I might sell 10 copies of it. <laughs> uh, I haven't got a big enough fan base yet to retire on my book royalties. So there is that feeling of, you know, I don't have enough fans for this. Um, I have just had to get on with it. Uh, I hope that by the time I have finished my story, I will have shared enough with people that they will also be on board and as excited about it as I am. But I can't let that stop me or define whether or not I do it. 
Um, it's like we were saying earlier, you have to do the work first and the fans will come afterwards. You can't gather the fans and then make the work. Um, I am absolutely in love with my project. Uh, I, no one really knows very much about it apart from you. Uh, but that doesn't stop me from getting up every day and writing things that no one's going to see and playing around with design ideas that no one's going to see. Uh, the only way I have been able to get through that is just by being so in love with my project that I don't care. Uh, I am not very good. So whenever I do studies, I feel the need to share them online because I'm not very good at keeping my art to myself. Uh, so anything from a scribble to a study to, you know, it all gets shared. Uh, but I can't do that with my story because, you know, I'm going to want to make a big book out of it one day. I can't share everything. Mm. And that was kind of tough for me at first because I was just, I had no one to tell me it was good, which is what I lived for. <laughs> um, the only thing that has got me through that was just being so in love with my project that I didn't mm. care that, you know, it doesn't matter to me that mm. um, it keeps me awake at night, gets me out of bed in the morning and I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> and that, Definitely. for me, is exactly what is pulling me through the kind of period of having too few fans to make it a viable income source for me, is just being so enthused with it, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And then the fans can come later. When I have a novel and an art book to go with it, and people stop and go, oh my, how on earth did you do that? That's amazing, that's so much work. Then that's when I get to celebrate and have my fans. Sure. But until then, I just got to keep working quietly, and I will, I love it. Yeah. Keep going at it. I think I think that is the answer. Just love your work that much. Yeah, <laughs> it's enough. it's not like it's not like every minute I celebrate while I'm well, working. Yeah. There are times where I will be writing and I'm like, oh no, I'm, I suck. I, I, I can barely speak English. Points. What am I doing? Mm. Um, and there will be times where I delete a painting I was working on for it, or I rewrite a whole section of it. And it's not always dandy, but overall, I am possessed enough of the idea that I just want to keep coming back to it and it yeah. doesn't rely on other people's validation of it yeah. so I think we just have to find that thing that keeps us obsessed with it and yeah. that kind of I think drags you through yeah I think that was good I think so I think that's about all I have to say about fans yeah that's about all I've got fans to say too thank you fans <laughs> you guys make my world go round thanks fans despite everything I just said <laughs> honestly it's a it's a wonderful thing having people who Engage yeah. with what you're doing. It is it is absolutely incredible that anyone looks at the stuff I make. It just makes me happy every time. I'm it like, is. yeah, somebody somebody liked it. As much as we tell ourselves we can't let uh, like we can't let that dictate our journey and we can't base our complete self worth on our fans. You guys make it awesome. <laughs> it's just yeah, it yeah. makes being an artist what it is. It makes yeah. creating what it is. True. So yeah, shout out to you guys. Love you so much. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's all. Alrighty. Yeah. See you next time. Bye.